This conversation must be handled with great care, a loving heart, and an assertive response. But we must admit, we have a problem. Welcome back. My name is Aaron Davis, and this is Cultivating Truth, a place where culture and faith collide as we look at different topics that is going on in the world and how to approach them from a creative stance and a biblical worldview. I'm a part of an organization called Aletheia Legacy. Aletheia is a biblical Greek word for truth. That's why we put it in our name, cultivating truth that will leave behind a legacy for our kids and so forth. Aletheia Legacy exists to partner and equip Christians to create beauty, engage the culture, and inspire the world. Personally, I'm not a fan of the term Christian art, but I believe it's my life mission to help Christians create art. Now, with every organization, especially a nonprofit organization, the point of existence always comes from the point of contention or flaw that can be found in this world. This week's episode of Cultivating Truth is important because we are going to break down what exactly is the problem that is going on within the arts and media. We will find how these problems affect our everyday life and what exactly we can do to fix this problem. Now, I'm talking with such care because I believe that subjects like this need to be fleshed out more in a responsible, mature, loving, but honest manner in which we can properly engage the culture. I have said this repeatedly that Aletheia Legacy does not wish to get heavily involved into politics. That being said, politics typically stem from philosophy. Philosophies are tied to the worldviews, which impact the culture. With this, we are very much attentive and wish to be involved. Arts and media are so powerful today that NFL jersey and ticket sales go up just because a certain performer attends a game. You feel lost and disconnected from the world if you don't see that pic on Instagram, or you're not updated on the news by watching a quick video on TikTok. Actually, as we speak, there are creative engineers who are developing the metaverse, where we will virtually be able to interact with the abstract in ways the physical universe could never accomplish. Most powerful people in the world are creatives, whether through entertainment, entrepreneurship, engineering, or those who have conceptual thought that continues to attempt to redefine the world in which we live and interact with. The fact of the matter is that we live in a world with laws and truth. And truth, as what we know to be real, can be tested and objectively affirmed as a fact. An example of an absolute truth that everyone must agree on, even if the individual does not desire, is death. Whether or not we decide to live our days within an artificial reality or within the physical one, death is the truth that will one day disconnect us from both. We will never escape it. Now, a law is an observable fact from truth and reality that we must accept through science. Examples include gravity, numbers and mass and motion, and the fact that life can only be created through a sperm cell and a fertilized egg fusing together. These truths and laws have led humans since the beginning of mankind to develop norms, mores, and values. This is how we interact in the world, what we consider normal, moral, and a value in order to function within our laws and observable truth. Now, why did I just go into a quick lesson on social science? What does that have to do with creative thinking? What about this problem I referenced? 
Well, here's the problem. Truth has been diminished to a relative stance and is subjected to one's personal belief. By the mere fact of subjecting what is objectively true, we begin deconstructing life and what has been made plain to us. Francis Schaeffer calls this the age of fragmentation in which we live off of fragmented and distortions of truth and reality as a substitute for what is authentic and absolute. This is like replacing a steak dinner with McDonald's pink foam chicken nuggets and pleading that you got your protein that day. Yeah, you did, yet you absorbed everything unnatural with it. It's not necessarily healthy. We can continue to compare sensing and reasoning with the real world to our physical diets with an illustration that that chef who would prepare you that steak has now been replaced with a money-hungry imposter who gives us fragments of what was once quality and resourceful for consumption. Philosophers, scholars, and theologians have been replaced by performers, billionaire engineers, sports entertainment, and social media influencers. These are the individuals in which we learn and build our beliefs upon. These creative individuals drive our society as consumers and not creative producers, leaving anyone not with a powerful majority out of critical thought for debate and growth. Christian influence and creative culture has declined since the Renaissance and been pretty much inadequate since the golden age of Hollywood. Creative discipleship and education has been insufficient, leaving today's creatives to a world that subjectifies truth for whatever will actively promote their power and authority. You either get with our movement or you get canceled. The seeds have been planted, creating an even bigger problem that the next generation will face. And that is that truth continues to be redefined in modern culture through arts, media, creating a godless society that will continue to barely hold on to fragments of that truth before it tarries into the absurdity and chaos, living in a society of confusion, desolation of what was once there. Why has this happened? Well, although Christian scholars have promoted truth through seminaries, church pulpits, and writings, the academics have no fight against the creative entertainers of today. Christians have embarrassingly opted out of the creative arts and left this asset to the creatives whose influence falls onto money, fame, and power. Truth has been fragmented to a theoretical concept that would say, my money and fame can portray a sufficient God that will serve and benefit me. The Christians have lost the culture war. Now, as believers, it goes without saying that Christ is on the throne and that this world will continue to destroy itself due to its broken and sinful nature. Yes, we win in the end, but we are to bring the kingdom of God to the kingdom of man. Christians have lost the minds of the creatives and have forsaken this God-given gift that we have. Creatives shape culture. Culture shapes social norms. Social norms shape values and laws. Values and laws lead our civilization. Currently, our civilization is confused. Fragmentation of truth has one hand on reality and one on the deconstructed ideological hope for a reshaped reality. This is where the danger lies. Here are some common distortions we find today. We ought to love humanity, not worship it. Confess our problems, not indulge in them. Analyze our feelings and thoughts, not acquiesce to them in consequence of what is true. 
Yet this is all too common in the 21st century. Culture can be shaped through our ability to sympathize. On a creative level, we can generate feelings and emotions to the viewer as art can express a message in ways mere words can simply not do. I remember being shaped by sexuality as a child. Of course, my mother would never let me engage in explicit content on TV or on the radio. Seeing a sensual, passionate sex scene on TV would surely get the eyes covered of a young five-year-old growing up. I knew then that I was being protected from seeing something that I shouldn't as a child. The problem came as I would flip through the TV or see scenes from afar at a family member or friend's house of the private and intimate relationship of a couple being put on a well-lit comedic stage where you see the two in bed awkwardly looking up naked under the covers from a sitcom discussing how awesome that was. Now, as a child, I didn't know what sex is, except that you are naked and apparently it's awesome. Take the episode of Friends, where it is revealed that two of the main characters, Chandler and Monica, hook up and are surprisingly found in bed together. The crowd erupts so loudly that the actors could not continue with their lines and could barely keep a straight face. This affected my trust and what I knew to be true. I second-guessed my mother and anyone else who would cover my eyes from an inappropriate scene. Sure, they might be blocking me from a passionate, explicit scene that no child needs to witness. But I knew deep down that this had to be amazing. After all, I heard the crowds applaud and laugh. This had to be a good time. Add this with sex-appealed commercials, sexualized teen pop sensations of the 90s, and voila, I struggled with how to properly look at women since the age of five. This affected me to enforce my first kiss in kindergarten, be fascinated with what it really would look like under the covers, and then eventually experience this big event as soon as possible. This has taken me years, as well as counseling, to overcome. Make no mistake, I was cultivated, but it was 100% my problem to deal with. Cultivation of young minds continues to take place in popular kid shows that lead to questioning and confusion. The difference now is that what was once problematic is now celebrated. This blows my mind when I think about my own situation because there's no possible reality where I can hold on to the most precious gifts that the Lord has given me and my family, yet celebrate my past or even current struggles. Tears, shame, humility, and a better understanding of my depravity have forced me onto my knees. I lift my hands to a gracious and merciful Savior who loves me just as I am, yet desires to restore me with a new heart and a new mind. And without understanding my own wickedness, I could never celebrate the very thing that is actually worth celebrating, and that is life in Jesus Christ. I make a crummy God and will fail every time. Even if I decide to have a party, convince my friends that my problems are fine and post to the world how happy I am, I will still fall short of succeeding my own satisfaction and longing for restoration. This is why the arts must be redeemed. They do not belong to the world. It is a free gift that has been given to God, but has been used to defile, confuse, and mislead a culture to worship the created thing and exchange the truth for a lie 
as found in Romans 1. Instead of worshiping the Creator, we must restitute this lie for the plain truth that we have been given. We do not wish to live in the past and continue to be cultivated by lies. Instead, we wish to leave behind a new legacy of truth. Artists need to be equipped. Educators need to be trained. Pastors need to encourage. Young minds need to be cultivated. And believers everywhere need to become more aware of this problem. Seminaries will fill their halls with those sent from the church every year. Unfortunately, the same cannot be said about creatives. If you are a gifted artist, you have a limited amount of resources and training out there on how to continue growing your skill set within a Christian framework and worldview. This is why nowadays Christian art has a stigma for being, well, terrible. Great minds and thinkers in this field are sparse. These organizations and creatives must come together. They must work alongside the church, universities, schools, institutions of faith to properly think through the creative abilities outside of Sunday worship. Working together, we desire art to be redeemed and manifested on earth as it is in heaven. Christians shaping culture through creative mediums for the glory of God. Cultivating truth is more than a catchy title for a podcast. It's a crucial movement that needs to take place in order to fulfill Christ's commandment of going out, making disciples amongst the nations, teaching them all that Jesus has taught us. Well, it's time that we no longer forsake the teachers of our time, the creatives. We must equip and train the creatives out there to use their artwork with all of their might to glorify Christ through their efforts. Act as Jesus to a world that demands that we have polarized biases. Solve problems with innovation and influence a world that longs to be led. This is not a new idea. Others are out there wishing to take on hell with a squirt gun. This is just a call for us to come together, using our resources to promote a cause rather than self. If you are interested in supporting Aletheia Legacy, please reach out. You can email us at info at We would love to hear from you and to discuss our hopes for the future. Another great way to support would be through prayer as we continue on our mission to create beauty, engage a culture, and inspire the world. I want to say once again, thank you to all those who have been very supportive of Cultivating Truth and Aletheia Legacy. If you have not yet already done so, please be sure to like, comment, subscribe, follow, send this to somebody who needs to hear it. Send this to a pastor or a professor, and maybe we can come alongside each other, work together in order to cultivate truth. Blessings.